Previously on Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. First thing I do is gather as much corpse in one place as possible. I've been looking for my cat for weeks, and I just know that this is him. <laughs> Greg is going to detect some thoughts. Now that you know for a fact that it landed, what are you going to do about it? We're going to walk home. He wanders off, none the wiser. We can stuff the corpse in a porta potty, and then if it stinks, it just smells like poop. It smells like poopy. The outhouse you find requires a silver piece. So I have changed, so I do have that silver piece. You can unlock the outhouse and open up the door, and your dump site is go. She's gonna dump the body into the porta potty. I'm really gonna regret this. And they take her quarterstaff and stir it like a soup. I want to go home. I'm so sorry for your loss. I have a letter of sympathy, but I was only to give it to Brayden's father. No, this feels wrong. You're here to collect me. I'm not sure what you think I'm here to do. I do know magic. I might be able to bring her back. You can undo the terms. I don't have much time. What is your name? My name is Seymour Bavordui. And Sanjana presents him with the envelope. And he throws it to the ground. How dare you come here and try and collect on a bad deal? A deal is a deal. All I asked for was time. Time enough to see her grow and for me to see her child. My great-grandchild. Very gently, gonna lead him over to the corpse and have him hold her hand. Do you see the loophole yet? I do. Good night, fine sir. And stab him right through that soft spot in the collarbone. The envelope flutters to him, opens, and black tendrils emerge, pulling chunks of white light away from the body and retract back into the envelope. The envelope closes, flutters to the ground, and bursts into blue flame. You're about to leave through the front door when you hear a scream from upstairs. A piece of yourself mixed with copious amounts of fecal material and urine erupted forth from the indoor outhouse and is now pseudopoding its way toward you. I'm going to run away as fast as I can, and I'm going to turn into Rothgar, the Goliath. You are of roughly equal mass, so you can either absorb it or it can absorb you. Oh, I'll just destroy it. It is just about that time when you see a guard round the corner. You do feel the guard's spear go into the poos. Sure but you don't feel the pain of it. As the force of your Eldritch Blast fires through the poos, it becomes a puddle of sewage. You are now standing with a town guard. He takes your statement, wishes you all the best. I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. I'm going to walk back inside and I'm gonna take a red wine. Just because I don't want to think of another wine name and also because it is thematically appropriate, uh, you do take another bottle of the Chateau de Sniff de Poop. Nice, okay. And I'm going to just walk out, invisible. And that's where we'll be picking up. Welcome back to Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him, and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau. Hi, I'm DeSombra, 
she, her pronouns, and I play Greg. Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi, I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi. So, dirty deeds, done. Can we go home, please? I gotta wash my stick. We'll get out of here. Yeah. It's getting late anyway. We need to walk towards the forest. Yes, by now, after searching for that port john and dealing with the what-the-hell guy, it is getting to be closer to 3 a.m. You are more than halfway through the hour. As you approach the gates, you are stopped by a pair of guards. They look you over. Uh, so, where are you headed for tonight? Uh, we have a campsite uh, a little bit further out. Uh, one of our buddies is a hunting uh, hunting some game uh, right outside the city, and we decided to join him. I'm going to let you finish, but that's a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. I mean, it's a four. So as you continue talking, the guard is narrowing his eyes more and more by the second. I'm going to need you to wait here for a moment. And he asks for his partner to watch you guys. And then he goes into the little guardhouse, knocks on it. Lieutenant, Lieutenant, come out here for a second. The Lieutenant comes out, rubbing his eyes. I was like, yep, yep. Something smells fishy here. It's the stick. It's like, all right. So the lieutenant comes out, and he basically just says along the lines of, can you vouch for your whereabouts this evening? My, my, my whereabouts? Where have you been this evening? We were out at the bar, right? Yeah, we were. I, actually, uh, truth be told, we, we uh, witnessed a domestic, which is why we're out so late. Uh, I walked someone home after her... Uh, she and her husband got into uh, a little bit of a fight behind the green kettle. So I, I walked her home. That's why we're out so late. All right. Well, because that's true, I won't make you roll for it. But if that's the case, then um, thank you for doing that. Uh, have you or your friend here seen a black clad elven woman this evening? What? She looks up at Greg and then looks back at the, uh, uh, at the garden's like, no, sir. I, I haven't spoken to an elf in a while, an elf in a while. Um, have either of you seen a Goliath? He would be fairly tall, broad-shouldered, uh, hairless, with, uh, certain markings, goes by the name Rothgar. No clue, sir. I'm, I'm so sorry. Is there something going on? It's been a very interesting night, and uh, if you guys are headed out of the city, I would suggest being very careful and cautious on the road this evening. Oh, goodness. Is there, has there been, has, has something happened? She looks like really concerned up at Greg. There's been some criminal activities that have been going on. There's been a couple of dead bodies. Oh, oh, my, my word. Uh... That's super convincing. <laughs> I mean, it's shock, like. As long as you haven't seen uh, any of those folks that I mentioned, then I think that there's no harm in letting you go on your way. It's very late at night, though. How how close is this camp of yours? Uh, I'm a little directionally challenged. Greg, Greg, how do you, how how far do you think it is? Do I know how far the forest goes on to? 
Well, the forest is only like 20, 30 minutes from the town by normal walking speed, but the keep is about three plus hours away. And considering it is nearing 3 a.m., the sun will be coming up relatively close to when you should be getting back. Can I detect thoughts? Uh, okay, so mark off another spell. Uh, now, quick question. Does that uh, spell have a verbal or somatic component? How would I know? So in the description of the spell near the top, you should see a marking of V, S, and M. V, verbal, somatic, and material. Those are basically what it takes to cast that spell. It says all three. Okay, so you are casting a spell. Are you attempting to hide that casting, or yes? How, how are you intending to disguise that casting of the spell? Because with a bard, the verbal component is is usually musically based. So wait, when I casted this spell the last time, I was playing music. Yeah, I kind of forgot. <laughs> I guess I would have to take out my hatchetomatone. I don't know how you hide that. Other than I just take it out, maybe I turn around and fart really loudly so that they're distracted by the smelly fart. All right. Excuse me. Um, I'm not sure what to make you roll for a distraction fart. Um. I mean, like, really, just think of this, like, image of Greg in front of them. He's, like crusty a little bit <laughs> because of all the dirt that he's like lobbed into his shell <laughs> so when you fart dust comes out yes <laughs> and he's also a turtle man <laughs> um i think this would probably be Oh, gosh. I guess this would be performance. Okay. Jeez. Does it count as with advantage if I'm completely not aware that there's something going on and I, like, just, like, Greg! <laughs> kind of a thing? I mean, the whole thing is to cover over getting out a musical instrument. So I, I, I'm trying to reconcile that. <laughs> I'm also playing it. Right? Because I have to. I, I'll tell you this. Just because it's funny to me, I will allow this. I will allow the fart to be the verbal component of this spell. If, okay. If, <laughs> if you can sleight of colon this <laughs> to make it a musical fart. <laughs> Do you have to... enough muscular control to get an A note? <laughs> Out of your fart. It's just amazing. So my instrument is also my anus. <laughs> there are turtles who breathe through their butts, and it's called cloacal respiration. So it's actually biologically accurate. Yes. It is. I'm not suggesting that <laughs> I love it. This is what Greg respires through his colon. But <laughs> But can he? Since you're a vampire and you don't need to breathe at all, you don't need to worry about that. I've decided whether this should be a dexterity or a strength check. <laughs> Let's make it a strength check. Come on, strength all right, check. Roll a strength performance check. So how do I do that? Is, do, I, do I do performance? Instead of charisma, you would use strength. Does performance have your proficiency modifier added to it? It's a little black dot. I have a black dot next to it. Yes, I do. So you get your proficiency modifier added to that. So your proficiency modifier at your level should be plus two. So I do a check for, for performance. Roll for strength, and then we'll add plus two to whatever you roll. 
so I have a 17 plus 2. So his fart's a 19. His fart's a 19. So congratulations. You've managed to fart out a perfect A note. Gregory! Like, <laughs> Just like immediately covering her nose. Like someone playing that little harmonica thing on a perfect A note to set up everybody singing at the same tune. <laughs> and as the dust billows into their faces. <laughs> I, I apologize profusely for him. He's a little... He's he's a little bit old and he's gotten a little I, I don't even know what's going on in here half the time. I'm so sorry. So Greg, you have cast detect thoughts using your farts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to cry. This is hilarious. <laughs> so surface level thoughts on this guy are more along the lines of, well, they don't fit the profile, but they're, but something about their story was fishy enough that generic town guard number one was suspicious. Therefore, I am suspicious. Those are the surface level thoughts that you're getting. How long do I read his thoughts? If you want to probe deeper, that will result in a check. And then you, and if, he fa- if he succeeds, he'll know what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm not going to go further because I don't really care what he thinks. I just want to know whether or not he suspects us. He's basically going on the suspicion of his underling. Yeah. So we have to disperse that suspicion. Yeah. I'm just going to tell him that we're going to our camp, which is, it's about a a 50-minute walk. And his immediate thought regarding that is, that's a bit of a walk. So far, no, none of the stations have reported anything. I guess it's okay. Ah, just let him go. It's late. I'll deal with the paperwork later. It, it has just now reached his nose. He's like, oh, what is that? That's foul. It's disgusting. <laughs> is the thought running through his mind. Outward, he's just like, <clears throat> yeah, um, you guys can, can just go ahead and be on your way. Uh, <clears throat> uh, have, a, have a nice night. Mm. Mm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I, I apologize again for him. Greg, come on. You know that's rude. And then she, like, grabs him by the wrist and drags him forward. Greg, do you allow this? <laughs> More so in the way that it's, like, an embarrassed, like, grandchild. It's like, Grandpa, you don't do that in public. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And, you know, we just walk out. I never tell her what the fart was about. So wait, I'm never going to find out why the hell you farted. That secret goes down with me. So, Sanjana, you have (laughs) five bodies under your belt tonight, and it's barely even 11 (laughs) p.m. Well, you know, I get a lot of stuff done. I told everybody I had stuff to do. I, I, I didn't kill the girl. Not bad for an early night. What do you want to do while you're in town? I'm going to drop the uh, elf look because I did not like that getup. And besides, everyone at the house saw me like that. I'm assuming you're going to sneak into an alley and then like drop it and then pop back out as Absolutely. Something. Absolutely. Mm. Then I will go to a pub. I'll get a pint. And then I'm going to head back home because... Even though, you know, I didn't get my hands too dirty, I did use up a couple of uh, spell slots, and I'm a little tired. So. <laughs> you murdered five people. You didn't get your hands dirty? <laughs> uh, you know, 
metaphorically they're dirty, but they're not actually dirty. But I'm tired. I'll get a little rest in. But I want a pint first. See if I can find anybody interesting. So from what you know about this town's constabulary, you've just created a very big mess that you've managed through the through the clever use of spells to not implicate yourself in. There are four dead bodies in a law office and one prominent wealthy individual dead at the foot of the bed of his daughter with a knife wound in the backside that couldn't have been made by himself. So this is clearly a murder in a house full of mourners. So you've just created the setup for, uh, for the movie crew. <laughs> Leaving mysteries wherever I go. Just oh dropping goodness. clues, man. This is CSI, Bones Landing. <laughs> <laughs> eh, doesn't that deserve a pint, though? All right, so you're going to grab a pint? Yep, and get, and then get the heck out of Dodge. All right, so you know a couple of good bars in town. I will give you your choice. There's the Green Kettle, which is kind of a dive bar. The Soft Sheets restaurant, which uh, is probably closing down for the night because they're really more of like a cafe type situation and this city is not known for its nightlife. There's the Goodyear Wine Bar, which is full of hoity-toity, snooty, like human people. Nah, I'm not banked. Then there's the Adjective Noun, a hipster bar. (laughs) I'll go to the green. They have irony on tap. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I'm going to go to the green kettle. That sounds like my uh, my kind of people. Hmm. All right. So now I have to be cognizant of the time. So at this point, you are going to make your way to the green kettle. By the time you get here, get there, it's like 10, 15, 10, 20. The place is a dive bar, which means that they have a couple of regulars, but it's never super busy. It's just that they make their money based on repeat customers, people who it's, this is their bar. This was my daddy's bar. And so this is my bar. Okay. You head on in, in Sanjana form. And let me, let me just ask you, are you recognized here? Would you be known here? Uh, by people who wouldn't acknowledge that they recognize me, you know? Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Exactly. We all know not to make eye contact, but I see you. They see me. All right. You walk into the bar. There's one guy sitting like on the stage area that's plucking away badly at a some <laughs> some form of stringed instrument. There are three people sitting at a table near the bar, and uh, there's a couple of more people scattered here and there. Uh, the bartender, like as soon as you open the walk through the door, the bartender looks up, widens his eyes, acknowledges you, and like nods and puts down a shot of something on the bar and gestures. I give him a nod. I'm not drinking that. I don't know what's in it. Do you actually say that to him? No. <laughs> no, I'm just going to ignore it. Where are you in terms of things? I'm uh, just walking around. So the bartender just watches you for a minute, looks over at the drink, shrugs, and downs it himself. <laughs> okay. And continues doing like that glass cleaning thing that every bartender ever does. Yeah. You could give me another one. I, I made some friends recently. You know how it is. Uh, what is your go-to drink? Vodka. Well, okay, medieval equivalent of vodka. Yeah, what's that? A bottle that just has a picture of potato on it. (laughs) (laughs) With kind of clear-ish liquid. (laughs) And he just puts the bottle down and puts a glass down. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. (laughs) And pours you a shot. 
<laughs> of potato. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I'll down that. Just chilling out. Do you want to chat anybody up? Like, what do you want to do here? People watching. I want to see if there's anybody interesting. And also if there appears to be any new players. You know, I've been out of the game for a little bit. I had a, an incident where I was out of commission for a while. And I want to make sure no one's really moving in on my territory. I see. You know, I used to run games here. So not looking to talk. Looking to look. It is a weeknight, as it were, kinda. And as far as any games here, no one's really set up. But uh, there's a couple of people who the, the the three that are near the bar are drinking and chatting. The guy who's plucking at chords, he knows one chord, goddammit, and he's gonna play as many songs as have that one chord. <laughs> as you're sitting and people watching, one person gets up, slaps a coin down on the table, and then leaves. It's your usual lazy night at the bar scene. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Well, you know, honestly- He said, Bill, I could be a movie star. No, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) It's, there aren't that many people in this establishment as there are in the Piano Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little worried as the player that Sanjana has no more spell slots. So I think she should go home. <laughs> All right. I mean, how many hours do you give it? Uh, she'll sit there for like an hour. All right. So if you sit there for like an hour, then nothing interesting happens in that hour. Uh, like one or two more patrons leave until it's basically just down to those three guys drinking at a table, the bartender, the guy on stage, and like one other person. And it's, it's fairly boring at that point. Okay. Uh, you know what the point is to be seen to make sure that people know that Sanjana is still around because I might need this bar or people in it to either vouch for me or give me information when I need it. So this is probably going to be my uh, post-work stop-off is that I go to, to the green kettle. Fair enough. So if that's the case, then you're going to need to pay for your drink because <laughs> you turned down the bartender's offer of a freebie. Okay. So let's see. Crappy alcohol. Yeah, so that's going to be four coppers. Oh, great. That's half of what I got from the dead guys. So I didn't even spend any money today. Fair enough. All right, so mark off those four coppers from your sheet. Okay. So you're leaving the bar. Where are you headed now? Uh, Home. Home. Are you planning on waiting for the others to catch up or? They're still going to be doing their things at this point in the night. Uh, Yeah, they are. Nice. So Sanjana will have her feet up looking like, what's the deal? I said I had stuff to do. Y'all take it forever. Not all of them were as experienced in doing a murder as you are. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sanjana's going to go home, you know what, and start her long rest so she can get her spell slots back. Are you planning on just meeting them at the keep? Yeah. All right. So it's relatively early in the evening. You got your mission done in an hour and then took an hour off. And so now it's around. 11.15, 11.30, and you're going to make your way out. You use the front door or the back door? Oh, front door. All right, out the front door. As you're exiting the bar, you're going to make your way toward the, uh, toward the gates of the city that you came in from, or more or less came in from. And there seems to be a heightened guard presence and a pair of armored guards with spears hold up one hand to stop you. I'm sorry, um, we're going to need to ask you a few questions before you can leave. Uh, is there a problem? Am I in danger? There's just been some activity this evening, and uh, we really need to be checking people who intend to leave the city. Have you seen 
hold on. Let me see how, let me just check, but with a role, how accurate of a description anybody could have given to you. Have you been in the business district this evening? What's the business district? That's a deception check right there. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty 20. So he looks at you. He's like confused for a moment. He's like the the business district. Okay. Um, Have you been to, uh, and he names whatever the district is. That's the upscale part of town where, where Seymour Jr.'s house was. Uh, Have you been there this (laughs) evening? Where the frou-frous live? Look at me. What do you think? Do you see anybody, anything suspicious this evening? Uh, We had some reports of a black clad Elden woman. She would have been a a little taller than you. No. Do you think I really pay attention to elves? I mean, no offense, no offense. The guard along the other end uh, near the wall, who's half elves, his ears perk up and he's like, hey, jerk. I said sorry. Just make it better. Well, I guess uh, be safe tonight. There's been some activity this evening, and uh, I suppose uh, have a good evening. All right. See you later. Hey, you. Sorry about the, you know, see ya. He just flips you the bird and then waves you along. (laughs) And you're out of the city. Free to go. (laughs) Stupid guards. All right. And I guess you're walking home. A little giddy app in the step, you know. Something got a gangster walk. <laughs> <laughs> when next we see Sanjana, uh, she will be hanging out at the Undead Keep, or whatever we decide to name it eventually, uh, with her feet up, uh, looking all smug and such. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to go around a corner into another alleyway. A different. I'm sure that there are plenty of alleyways that I'm not going to keep on expending. You know what? This is a, a city full of alleyways because oh, wow. old cities do have a lot of alleys. Unlike New York, which only has one actual alley, which is where they film all the alley scenes for TV. <laughs> that is actually true. That is a real, there's, it's, a, it's a place. And I think it's actually, I think it's in Queens. Interesting. There, there are no actual alleys in Manhattan. Really? Yeah, because that. the city is set up on a grid. There's huh. no spaces between buildings. Interesting. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I've never actually been to New York. I've been to New York once to go see the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Fancy. But that's literally it, so I have no idea. Anyways, totally besides the point. Yeah, so I go into to a different alleyway. I'm going to take a short rest. So that's an hour. Yes, so that's an hour, and I'm going to get all of the poopy out of my body. All right, so you're going to spend that short rest pushing out a number two. And I'm going to use two hit dice. Okay. I'm also going to say in that time that the ethanol is going to sort of evaporate off. Okay, sure. So four and eight. So I regained 12 hit points. Awesome. I'm good with that. So what have we learned about Banked? We've learned that he can concentrate bits and pieces of himself into turds and squeeze them out, and he can evaporate alcohol like sweating it off. Kind of gross. I mean, the physiology of the ooziness that is Gutenant Banked. You mean Goot Banked. <laughs> Gutenant. No, it's just Goot. You know how, like, it's like Lieutenant is like LT. <laughs> Gutenant is just Goot, period. Goot more so. We're just uh, going to have to agree to disagree. Sure whatever (laughs) okay okay so um yeah i use my short rest to regain all of my spell slots and uh i 
am in the night. Yeah, so it's actually about 11.30, 11.45 by this point. Oh, so it's not that late. No, no. Um, this entire process of short rest, that was an hour. Sure. The entire conversation plus a fight with your, uh, the poos. The poos. Uh, it's me, the poos. No, it's poo-tenant banked. Yeah, poo-tenant banked. Um, <laughs> okay, so I, I think I'm actually going to go to the sil- to the soft soft sheets, silk sheets, soft sheets. The restaurant itself is closed down, but there is someone at the maitre d' desk, as sure. it were, that can rent rooms and such. Yeah, and I'm going to just ask for one night. All right, so if you'll be paying in advance, uh, then... I'm actually not going to... I'm personally not going to stay the night here. Uh, I'm doing it for my friend. He is uh, shorter than me. Uh, He's a bit wider. He's human, and he has a crazy name. You won't miss him. Okay, so you're actually giving the name? Yeah, Jamore Marceau. Okay, Jamore. So this is going to be a a comfortable stay, and that's going to be eight silver. Sure. So do you have change? I do not have change. Uh, I'm going to give a gold, and I'm going to say keep the change. Well, they're very happy for that, and they mess around with some coins in the till and uh, pocket the rest. Sure. And I'm going to head out, and I'm going to say, uh, I don't know when he's coming in. Do you guys close at a certain time? Would he be able to just come in any time during the night? I- I'm the night person. Uh, sure. I'll be here until, uh, until sunrise. Um, okay. So if he comes in before then, I'll know, but I'll just leave a note for the person who takes over for me to open up in the morning for breakfast. Sure, sure. Um, it, I, I doubt it'll happen before breakfast, but uh, oh. if it does, if it does, thank you. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'm not going to lie. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, no problem. Uh, thanks for the tip. Sure. Thank you. Uh, and I'm going to head out. Is there anyone in the street? It is pretty close to midnight. This is a medieval town, so there's really not very many people out by now. Those who were having a late evening meal are probably already done by now and are going home. So at the moment, it is fairly empty. Of course, there's always the presence of the night watch, and there are uh, lampposts that are glowing uh, to try and make this place a little bit safer. You know, there's all kinds of weird stuff happening. Sure. I mean, after all, there was like a poop monster most recently. Sure. Is there any way for me to take a bit of myself, put it in a glass vial, and have it not want to jump back and be part of me again? That is going to be a very interesting experiment, but I don't think you have a glass vial right now. I don't have a glass vial. Can I go to an herbalism shop? Pretty much everywhere is uh, closed. You do know that the Adventurer's Friend is open uh is open evening yeah. hours. Um, okay, I'll go to the adventurer's friend as Rothgar. I'm still as Rothgar. Uh, let me see if I remember that accent. <laughs> Rothgar! Good to see you again, son. Friendly, friendly. How are you? How are you, my friend? Listen, I, I have a strange request. Do you have any glass vials that are usually used for poisons or potions or something? Well, I got a health potion. Uh, do you have any empty glass vials? Uh, I don't tend to keep those around. Uh, I tend to, uh, you know, uh, sell off my stock of empties to uh, sure, sure. recycle them to the herbalist down the street. But he ain't open till morning. Okay. Okay. But I got a health potion if you got gold. No, I don't. Thank you, though. Uh, if you want to keep that on you, I might come into some change soon. 
Well, health potions are one of the things that I tend to keep in stock myself here because after all, this is the adventurous friend and nothing says adventurous friend like a health potion, if you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, friendly. Um, okay, well, uh, I'll probably see you sometime in the morning. I don't know if I'll see you tonight. It was nice seeing you again. I'm going to walk out. All righty. Take care, Rothgar. Thank you. You too, friendly. I'm going to head over to the herbalism shop. Oh, it is closed. It is closed. It is closed. It is dark. What type of building is it? It is a one-story stalls, but it has like its shutters drawn, and uh, it is locked up tight. Sure, sure. How tight is it locked up? You know when the mall closes? Yeah. And they bring down those metal bars? Sure. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Is there any way that my ooze amorphous self could slip through that? Not with your bones. I see. Is there any way that I could detach my ooze from my bones and have my ooze slip inside, get something and get out? So anytime you've ever tried to remove your goo body from your bones, there's always been some tenderly attachment. Sure. The farther your ooze gets from your body, the weaker and weaker and less stable you become. But you're always attached to your skeleton uh, any farther out, and it just becomes really hard to maintain shape. For mechanical reasons, this is basically so that you don't have a 10-foot reach. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm going to walk around the back, and I'm going to try to see if the back is easier to open. Uh, sure, make an investigation check for me. Sure. Oh, I have nothing investigation? Apparently your intelligence is not up to snuff. That makes sense. I mean, you're the genius who left a piece of yourself in the toilet. Yeah, which is why I'm saying it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a 16. You do find that there is a back door, but it is also locked up. Sure. This is just a wooden door with a regular old lock on it. Is there any way for me to slip my ooze inside the lock and try to unlock it? Oh boy, that is going to be a sleight of hand check with disadvantage because okay. you are not the, the fine control of your body. Hmm, actually, that's very interesting. Hold on, let me think about this. You know what? No disadvantage. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because I rolled an 18 and a 17. So I, I, let's say the 18 because the 18 was first. As I try to fit my finger inside, I've never done it before. So I'm kind of just... It's an interesting sensation feeling your finger deform and you feel the cool metal of all of the little parts. So cool. You can actually feel the tumblers in there. You harden the bits of your goo into kyanite. And you create sort of a makeshift key. Oh, it's so cool. And because this was a fairly standard padlock type situation, it does, in fact, click and open. Cool. You have managed to sleight of hand open a door with just your finger. Oh, so cool. Before I walk in, I'm going to check for traps. Investigation, please. My horrible investigation. That is a natural eight. You find no traps. Perfect. I walk in. <laughs> as soon as you walk in, you get tangled in sort of this hanging vine plant thing. Sure. Tangles all over you. You feel it start to tighten around you a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, elongate my longsword and chop my way out of it. Attack roll, please. Sure. And because you are entangled... Oh, is it at disadvantage because I'm restrained? Yeah, because you're okay. restrained. That is a 15 to hit. So, yes, you cut through the vines from the potted plant. You are now essentially 
covered in vines, but you have managed to cut the vines away from the main plant. You can immediately start to feel them digesting. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm digesting the, got it. You are digesting the plant. I'm going to close the door behind me. Okay. So that way no one just walks through and sees me in here. Fair enough. I'm just imagining you're like a mouth forming and just slurping up the vine like spaghetti. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I'm going to look around. Is there anything that catches my eye? So there are a number of different uh, labeled vials and boxes, and the whole place really smells of herbs. There are any number of different roots, and there's a mortar and pestle. Is it pestle or pestle? I think it's pestle. I think it's a silent tea. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and just err on the side of caution and just call it a grindy thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, there are a number of different grindy contraptions, various powders and tinctures. There is uh, laboratory equipment for distilling and brewing. There's all, all kinds of stuff here. You are in an alchemy slash herbalist shop, and it looks the part. Okay. Are there any potions of healing in this shop? So anything with a large gold value would sure. be kept in a more secure place. Sure, that makes healing sense. Healing potions being 50 gold yeah. would be definitely kept in a particularly safe place okay can i try to look around to see if i can discern the location of the safe place uh sure that'd be an investigation check sure that is a natural 11 well it's not like hidden or anything but there are drawers that pull out and become locked cases behind the till sure is it like is it like a padlock it's like one of those little combination lock a combination lock okay i'm gonna take out my long sword and i'm gonna try to break the lock Actually, no, wait, before that, before that, I'm going to try to pick the lock. Okay, so that is a, a sleight of hand check. Sure. If worse comes to worse, I'll just break it. Yeah, so that's a natural one. A piece of you breaks off in the lock. Perfect. And then just sort of bleeds and oozes out of the lock, hits the floor, and rolls toward you. Into my shoe or something. Yeah, into your boot tip. Okay, so new idea. I'm going to jam my finger up there again, and I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast up it. Sure. Attack roll, please. Sure. So that is a natural 20. Uh, <laughs> uh, natural 20. So that is uh, 5 plus 4. That's 9 points of damage. How to explain? So the combination lock is vaporized. Nigh instantaneously. Sure. sure. But so is the box. And a circular hole in the front of the till, extending all the way forward through the front door. So so there, there's like a hole in the door? Yes. Okay. So that is completely my fault. Okay. So I am going to... Are there any bags or anything? I would like to point out, oh, I'm actually the most lawful of the characters. And here you are robbing an herbalism shop. Dude, I mean, if you're pushing us all in the criminal direction... I'm fine to go I, that way. I was not pushing you in a criminal direction at all. I was just saying that you guys were going to go into town and do some murders. Anyways, so is there a bag around here? Uh, sure, there's bags full of stuff. Random stuff. Herbalist stuff. I will politely take out everything and just put it on the counter. Um, I don't want to... I, I didn't want to break anything. I guess I'm doing that. Too late. Yep. So, how, how many potions or... 
oh, whatever potions there were are now leaking onto the floor through the hole that you just shot through the table. So I destroyed all the merchandise? Yes. Okay. Way to balance it. Okay, so I'm going to take another look around to see if there's anything valuable. I'm sure there is. If that's the case, I need you to take make a uh, nature check or a medicine check, whichever one you want. I'm fine with medicine. That is a 15. So there's some stuff, like uh, there's some feverfew, there's some foxglove, there's any number of different herbs that are useful for medicinal purposes. Which, by the way, foxglove root is where digoxin, the heart medication, comes from. And feverfew is a uh, medieval name of an herb that is supposed to behave sort of like aspirin or uh, acetaminophen, but it doesn't actually work that well. There's also some butter burr, which is good for migraines. Hmm. Okay, so um, I will take a bag. I, I assume there are bags made up of organic matter, as in it will dissolve in my hands and whatnot? Yes. Hmm. Is there anything that won't dissolve in my hands? As long as you maintain it outside of your body. As long as you don't, like, pull it into you. Oh, oh, okay. Sure, okay. Magical stuff won't be digested, but non-magical stuff does not stick with you. It, it is not, uh... Sure. Yeah, non-magical stuff is not good for you. I'm gonna put as many nice stuff as I can into a bag. The stuff you were talking about before. Go ahead and add... How many bags of herbal medicine are you taking? Uh, I'm just gonna take one. I assume, wait, how big of a bag is it? We're not talking like Santa's sack here. It's probably like a small backpack, like a... a oh, okay, bigger than I thought. Okay. A so... decent-sized purse. Okay. Yeah, if you grab one of those, uh, let's say that it is the equivalent of a healer's kit. Just say one healer's kit. Yeah. And I would like to take empty vials. You can find some of those with an 11. It'll take you a while, but you'll find some. With a 15. Well, no, that's the medicine check that you made. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The 11 that you made before to find stuff. It'll take you a while to find things. As in, like, hours? Let's say that you're in this place for a good half an hour. Half an hour? Wow. Okay, how many vials do I have? As many as you want. It just takes time. I'll take six. Six vials. What kind of stopper are you getting? Because there's cork. Are there any sort of metal stoppers? There are some screw cap vials, but it will take you 15 more minutes to find them. I'll just take a cork. Okay. Remember what happened last time you put a cork inside your body. I know. And so this time I'm not really going to carry anything inside my body. Okay. So I'm going to take all of that stuff plus cork. And I am going to stealth out the back door, being careful of the plant because I'm really wary of somebody walking in right now. Okay, then you're going to need to roll a stealth check. Sure. That is a 15 on stealth. So you're sneaking, you're sneaking, and then you find yourself face-to-face with the point of a spear, and two city guards are standing in front of you. Roll initiative. That is a 5. Well, you beat my 1, so you get to go first. Um, I'm going to smile. I'm going to wink, and I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. You go invisible. So, yeah, I'm just going to run away. I kind of don't want to fight them. I feel bad. Brave, brave, brave Sir Robin. Yeah. Well, the thing is that I, I don't want to harm the stuff that's already in my bag. So Okay. And I feel like with you... What form were you in? 
I was uh, in the form of Rothgar, I do believe. Perfect. Rothgar's got a criminal record now. That's fine. Uh, I will run away, and as I am invisible, I will turn into... Oh, God, what was his name? I have it written down, too. I will turn to Shimor, uh, or Shimore, whatever, and I will go to the soft sheets, and I assume invisibility has worn off at this point. Oh, yeah, it, it wears off as soon as you uh, yeah. cast Alter Self on yourself. Oh, okay. I know it was technically a spell. Uh, Even though it's an at-will ability, it's still using an ability. It's a spell. Got it. Okay. Which will break regular old invisibility. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I do so not in clear sight. Sure. Okay. Um, and I head to the soft sheets. It is now pushing well past midnight. I tell the person there, Hi, um, my friend has gotten a room for me. Is there any way that I could go upstairs now? Sure. What was your name, sir? Shimor. Oh, um, yeah, I was told about that. Uh, sure. Uh, head on, head on up. Here's your key. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll go upstairs and I'll put down, uh, the bag and the wine bottle and I will prepare to take a long rest. I don't know if it'll happen, but I'll prepare to take a long rest. The big thing is I'm, I'm waiting for the letter. Okay, I guess you are taking the night off in town. Are you actually going to sleep on the sheets? No, because I assume they are of organic material as well. Yes. I'll just find a, a nice spot on the ground against the wall, and I'll just nod off there. Okay, are you sure you don't want to sit inside the chamber pot? <laughs> no. Hi, Editor Jin cutting in with an editor's note. For technical reasons, we don't have the part of the story where Bank leaves Bones Landing, but long story short, Bank got the benefits of a long rest. A courier arrived with papers for Bank's alias, and he did not tip. Bank was confronted by guards on his way out of town, and he succeeded with his deception checks to indicate that he had not seen or heard any elves, he did not have any information on a Goliath named Rothgar, and he did not know the whereabouts of a person matching the description of generic townsperson NPC-1, a.k.a. Jean. Banks had a pretty uneventful and leisurely journey back to the keep in the daytime. Because this is normally the ad spot, I'm going to pause in case some algorithm puts one here. Hey, Desombra. Hey, Jean. Hey, I happen to have a Twitch channel. Oh, do you? Yeah, I was wondering if you wanted to play some Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy? What's that? It's a daddy dating simulator. I was thinking as a wonderful Valentine's Day surprise that we could sit down and create a daddy. Oh, a daddy of my very own. A daddy of our very own. How about we do it on the 13th? February 13th? The weekend of Valentine's Day? That sure sounds like a daddy date. A whole daddy date for our daddy daddy dreams. If you'd like to catch us dating some daddies, Join us on Jin's stream. I'm Phantom Quill on Twitch. Let me see if I can remember how to spell Phantom Quill. P-H-A-N-T-O-M-Q-U-I-L-L on Twitch. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I also want to plug our website, rfedpod, spelled P-O-D, dot com, 
where you can find all of our social media handles and my Twitch stream, Phantom Quill, P-H-A-N-T-O-M-Q-U-I-L-L. And now the conclusion of Greg and Bambi's Night on the Town. Thanks! Hi, Greg and Bambi. You're outside of town. You are free of the guards after a very musical performance by Greg. You are a bit of ways. If you hustle, you can make it back to the keep before dawn. I have a question. Yes? Can a turtle ride a horse? A gentleman never asks and a lady never tells, but uh, how much does Greg weigh? Uh, that's a good question. I think I wrote that down. 439 pounds. He's a big boy. Yeah. Big, chunky boy. 5'4 and 439 pounds. It's basically all muscle and shell. Nice little muscle boy. How strong of a horse are you going to become? Uh, it doesn't tell me, actually. It just says riding horse. Challenge of one-fourth with a speed of 60. Armor class of 10 and hit points is a 13. What's the strength score? Strength score, 16 plus 3. Okay, so let me just do the quick math in my head. 16 times 15. Okay, so because you will be shape-shifting into a quadruped, you can carry up to almost a 1,000 pounds. It will not be pleasant because you do not have a saddle. It will be basically half of your carrying capacity directly on your spine it'll be double our uh, our traveling speed and he won't have to you know a la flambe when the sun comes up (laughs) i'm glad you're thinking of these things someone has to (laughs) oh i was i know you are that's why someone else has to you are going to transform into a horse I i will give you two options werewolf in london transformation or magical girl transformation another question do i get to choose which transformation i get each time or do I have to stick with one? Because for effect, if I can change it, it... <laughs> You know what? Let's go ahead and just say that after you've eaten, it's more Magical Girl. And when you haven't eaten, it's more Werewolf in London. Guess I'm writing this down. <laughs> yes. Put that on your sheet. Decisions on the fly. <laughs> Especially since I just, I just ate. It's going to be like whole Sailor Moon posing, twirling the stick. The camera moves in a full 360 around you, and lights flash, and little cartoon rainbow mushrooms fly about. In the name of the mushroom, I summon thee! (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) In a field of rainbows, in bright, joyous colors, you shift from humanoid form into all fours, a la Sailor Moon silhouette, into a no-saddle riding horse. What flavor of horse do you wish to be? Probably just a plain brown. Not anything really special, but she keeps Mm -hmm. the color of her eyes. So, gray-eyed horse. Kind of creepy in its own way. I was going to explain it to Greg, but I feel like it's going to be just better if they're walking together and suddenly she stops and does her magical girl transformation and Greg is just standing there watching. Like, I have no actual clue what's going on. So she's not going to explain it. She's just going to have the thought and commence in magical girl transformation a la Sailor Sailor Mushroom. Sailor Mushroom. Sailor Mushroom. I feel like Greg is just going to think, oh, I guess she's a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not even, like, think, like, oh, maybe this is a spell or whatever. He's just going to think, oh, I guess she's also a horse. She's a werehorse. 
oh, I guess you're a horse now. All the kids, the young kids, they're turning into horses. <laughs> I mean, no judgment. I guess that's cool. Do you still talk? She's going to use her, um, what's it called? The mind link. In Greg's head, he hears. Oh, God, do you want to be there? No, I can't read. I can't read his thoughts. I could just talk to him. That's good. Yeah. Do you also impart the ability for Greg to respond telepathically? Uh, for now, I'm just going to talk to him and he can verbally talk to me. <laughs> right. You can do that for free then. Well, yeah, I, thought I thought that, that we could get there faster, faster before, before sunrise. sunrise. I don't, I don't I want anything to happen to you. So right now, Greg is like, but death sounds great. But he's going to give in because he's got, he's got a little bit of a soft spot. For, for Bambi. He he kind of, he almost wants to take it, her under his wing a little bit. His turtle, turtle wing. I guess his, like, arm flap. He's gonna take you under his, like, crusty arm flap. Under his claw. Yeah. Mm. Sort of dig a pit in the sand and bury her. Come here. <laughs> now you're making him sad. Talking about all these pits and sands. Okay, I'm sorry. He's gonna cry his eyes out. He already kind of feels weird about the whole thing because he's like, am I high? Did I take drugs? Is this what drinking humanoid blood does to me? Holy crap. He's like not okay with it. He's like not again. Suddenly the child I have adopted is a horse and she's talking to me without moving her mouth. All right. He's from the snout. There's no horses on the snout, but he'll try this. He's just kind of like wobbling about trying to figure out how to do this without harming Bambi. A turtle riding bareback on a horse. It ever happened. You're going to need to make periodic... I guess animal handling doesn't work. I guess that's what replaced ride. There used to be a ride skill in 3.5. Animal handling would probably be a, a, the Yeah, of the how ride to ride. Skill. So yeah, I'm going to need you to make periodic animal handling checks, especially uh, if anything happens. <sighs> Do I have to make a check now? So yeah, to get up on that horse. You gotta make a check. Let's make a check. You can have advantage because Bambi is helping you. Actively helping. Actively helping. Like, I'm imagining a horse kneeling down, which they can do that. Yes, they can. So I rolled a 21 and a 17. So it's a 21. Awesome. So you get up on that horse. Uh, now that you are upon that horse, of course, of course, I'm assuming that you are heading to the forest. I'm gonna make a straight line for the keep. But the only thing is, is that uh, Greg has to carry the poop stick. Because otherwise it gets incorporated into your body. Yeah, so my luggage, that's one thing, but the poop stick's not coming with me this time. All right, so I'm holding the poop stick. I'm, I'm a turtle on a horse. <laughs> I'm on a horse. Your man, now back at me. No, it's your man, now back at me. Unfortunately, your man is not me, but he can smell like me. So... Since our walking speed has doubled, our uh, the three hours have been halved. More or less. I mean, once you're in the forest itself, it's a fairly dense forest, so your speed is going to still be doubled. It's just you're going to have to pick your way through a little bit more carefully. It's just kind of easier for a horse to do. Yeah, at this speed, you shouldn't have any problem making it back by morning. That said... Oh, no... Following the paths that horses can take in the forest is going to take you through slightly more open areas. But in these open areas, I want you to make a perception check first. 
And since you are in horse form and horses do not have night vision, that's going to definitely be Greg making those checks. Okay. Um, Although I will say this, Bambi, you do still have your 10 foot blind sense. Okay. I'm also going to cast guidance again. Can you cast while you're in animal form? I don't know, actually. That, that is a good question. Yeah, so I have to update my character sheet because it says plus five, but I actually have plus seven. That's, pro- that's no problem. We'll just add it after the fact. All right. So what'd you roll? I rolled an 18. As you're moving through these larger, op- more open areas, you start to see sort of this white cobwebbing along parts of the trees. It's starting to get laced around the ground. And with that 18 perception check, that's about all that you're going to notice. Do I notice it since it's on the ground and I'm walking through it? Because of the nature of your spore cloud, you can feel everything that is around you. And you do notice that every once in a while, as your spore cloud moves over this, you're noticing that the spores are getting stuck to webbing. Can I make an nature check? You can. Okay. It's an eight. It's definitely spider web, and there sure does seem to be a lot of it. Greg? There are spiderwebs, and uh, there's a lot. Are there any other paths, or is there just one straight path? Because I feel like spiderwebs everywhere is not a good omen. So as you're trotting through this area, and you're starting to feel nervous, a sort of hatch opens in the ground. Legs come up out of it and pull an abdomen and head out, and make a strike at Bambi Horse. Does a 20 hit you in horse form? 20 does hit. With that being the case, you are going to take two points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw as a horse. As a horse? As a horse. You use the horse's physical stats. Weep. 15. With a 15, you feel no effects after the spider bite. This giant trapdoor spider pops out from a little hatch in the ground because ambush predator and because uh, that's a really cool kind of spider. It jumps and it punctures your horse flank and another spider slightly farther away pops out of a similar hole and comes moving towards you. Uh, We're going to use the same initiative order that we had you two in before, but I'm going to add these two into the initiative. So your initiatives from before were like 17 and 14, if I remember correctly. That is the end of the surprise round. It is Greg's turn. Real quick, can I make a uh, a nature check? On your turn, you can. Okay. And there's two spiders. There's one that bit Bambi, and then there's one that's like coming on the other side. Yes, one that has gotten up to you and is reaching up with its little legs and palps toward your leg. Ugh. Didn't you major in spiders? Yes, I studied Nastikides rufipes, the red-legged house spider. Wow. I didn't even know that was a spider. Uh, They're small, they're brown, they have red legs. Red house spider. In native Australian, the red house spider, or red-legged house spider, formally named... Nesticides rufipes is reddish brown or orange all over its body, including its legs. It has a, a globular abdomen. The red house spider is part of the Theridae family? Yeah. Uh, I don't like you! Yeah, on your turn, you're more than welcome to make a nature check. But until then, it is Greg's turn. Okay. Well, Greg is going to take out his hatchetomatone. 
and he is going to go ahead and ignore the one that's coming towards him. Because you are mounted on Bambi, it's technically coming toward both of you, but okay. Oh, wait. That's right. I am mounted. I'm going to dismount. I think that's probably a good idea. Okay. Dismounting from a horse is an action, so that would take up your action. Unless you just want to fall off, in which case uh, I'll let falling be a free action, but you might take some damage. I'm going to stay on the horse. Not the horse. It's Bambi. I'm going to still take out my Hatchetomatone and... I've got a 20-foot range on that. If you throw it. Okay, thank you. Um, The spider came and bit Bambi. Yeah, it popped out of a little hatch. So it's- how, how, how big are these boys? Well, they're probably females. I wanted to use an F word. That's why I corrected myself. They are technically medium-sized, so they are about as big as Greg. Okay, now I, I understand it a little bit better, because I'm like, how am I going to get this thing? So I'm going to go for it with my Hatchetomatone. Like, I'm going to, like, swing underneath. So I'm probably falling off as I swing, but I'm still swinging. I mean, you can grab me by the mane. Just hold on for dear life. Pull my hair. (laughs) Don't make it like that. (laughs) Don't make it like that. Ellas abuelito, don't make it like that. Okay, okay, okay. (sighs) Give me an attack roll. So I got a 23. That'll hit. Roll your damage. So I got a 10. So that Hatchetomatone buries deep into the spider's abdomen. And there is a squeal and a clicking sound as it waves its legs around. But it is not dead. It's not dead? It's not dead. That's nice to know. I'm not a happy horsey. So you're holding on to the mane with one hand. I guess I'm going to use my bonus action to swipe and fall. All right. Are you swiping right or swiping left? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not answering that. <laughs> then roll your attack roll for your claw. The claw. I got a 25. That'll hit. Damage. So just a, a 1d4? Yes. Four. Is he dead now? Two of your claws catch the eyes, and you use your body weight to sort of drag this beast off of Bambi, and you bring it to the ground with you. It struggles for a little while, and then the legs curl up, and now it's just lying next to you. But you are now on the ground. And because it's just falling off of a horse, give me a handle animal check to avoid damage from falling. With advantage, because I would probably try to keep him from falling. Let's just say normal. Okay. So my animal handling is actually plus seven, not plus five. So I rolled a 21. You tuck and roll. You pull a little bit into your shell and the spider's weight brings you over and you're more on your side than you are straight up on your back. So you shouldn't have a difficulty getting up. Well done. It is Bambi's turn. There is another one coming at you that is now within range of your spore cloud. Are my spores a bonus action or are my spores an action? Your spores are a reaction. A reaction? Ooh. Yes. So you could have dealt that damage as soon as it entered into your radius. So I'm going to do that. Yes. Do I need to make a save of any kind or? Constitution saving throw 15. Okay. That's a natural one. It hits. It deals damage. Yeah. Okay. So let me just roll the d4. 
A four. Congratulations. You feel your spores take root and you feel as those spores become mycelium inside the spider's flesh and you can feel the juices flowing within this spider. Do I get to eat it at the same, like, is it fueling me? A little bit. Okay. Not in any meaningful, like, HP bonus way. Well, but, yeah, but, um... But you can feel your spores concentrating on these wounds. Okay, so, uh, spooter number two that is coming towards me, is it in range of a back hoof? It can be, if you choose to do so. Um, I'm actually not quite sure how this would work. You make an attack roll as a horse. Yes, but would it be a, it would be a, a technically a melee weapon attack because it is a hoof? It is, in fact, a hoof. A okay. hoof to the spider face. Okay. Plus five to hit, reach five feet, one target, hit eight, 2d4 plus three bludgeoning damage. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hoof this booter to the face. Roll it out. That is a 19. That'll do. Roll your damage. That is a seven. You turn sideways and you rear up on your front hooves and just with both hooves, bam, right into the face. You feel through your spores, the spider's face collapse inward and the spider can't make any sound other than that squelch of a well-timed, very effective kick. And the spider flies backwards, its legs curl inward, out of range of your spores. But Greg, you can see that the spider no longer has a head and has curled its legs inward. Congratulations, you have beaten my spiders. Father, I crave violence. <laughs> <laughs> I am warrior horse. <laughs> Nice. In the aftermath, there is a spider corpse, or two spider corpses. What do you wish to do with these spider corpses? If they got anything on them, we can loot. I, I doubt it, but... I mean, this is D&D. What, what do you think? <laughs> Everything is possible. Yes. You find a buck 25. <laughs> on, on the spiders? Where were they going? That's Wendy's, my guy. Not a sponsor, but reach out to us. We could share a fry. That's what the spiders wanted. We murdered them when they were about to go buy french fries. Who bit me? That's why we murdered him. That too. I'm stealing his french fry money. <laughs> Maybe you just look like a french fry. I'm not that skinny. Not as a horse. They didn't have their glasses on. I don't know. Okay. The spiders are down. I'm sorry, you don't find any change, but they are two delicious spider corpses. But you guys just ate a dude, so... And I mean, uh, I ate one of their heads, so I, I partially ate him. Yeah, you can feel your spores take root and pulse as the juices flow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're free to be on your way at this point. You, you want to hop back on and we can, make, we can just go back to keep... Yeah, I think we should go. I'm gonna kneel down so it makes it easier for him to hop on. I'm just kind of like, Ugh. Rather than belabor this point, because you are riding, because it is a faster mode of transportation than walking, you make it just as the sky in the distance is beginning to turn gray. You are back at the keep, and we will pick up with you guys uh, a little later. Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. 
would really help us if you subscribed, shared, and left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. You can find more of his work on Twitter at John Blissart, that's at J-O-N-B-L-I-S-S-A-R-T. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident Mushroom Gin. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, DeSombra. Find more about our various social medias by visiting our website, rfedpod.com.